0: Praise the most high God. Well, just lift your hands to heaven, Father. We bless you. And we we believe and receive. This is the day that you have made. I said, this is the day that you made it. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Because you daily loadeth us with benefits. Hallelujah. I got a load today and you did too. And Father, we receive it. Hallelujah right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for all you're doing. We'll not be the same today. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're supposed to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So every time we come together like this, we're not supposed to be the same. We're different because we came. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is going to do something in me today going to do something in you today. Amen. Can you believe that? Hallelujah. Well, give God some praise in this place. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. We thank God. Amen for the pastor of the house. Amen. I call him Bishop. Amen. You're doing a wonderful job, son. Praise God. Amen. Stepping into the office of the pastor. Amen. This is, you know. I'm still growing in it, and I know you are. But we got a prophet over the house, amen? And it makes it a lot easier. I don't know what you... It makes it a lot easier for me, amen? Uh, when you have somebody over your life, it makes it a lot easier, amen? All pastors need a pastor. You have, we learned that in this house and watching Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana being, being ministered to by Dr. Ed Dufresne, amen? I always say... And I tell our church that that is a special time when you have two mantles over one house because, you know, that's when Church on the Rock Nashville really got birth under those two mantles. And um, I don't know if you remember you telling me this. <laughs> you said, if it had been for Dr. Dufresne, we'd just been old, dried up Pentecostal church. <laughs> Did you remember telling me that? Yeah. Well, you're not old, dried up Pentecostal church. You ought to- You ought to give God some praise for that, amen. That revival's breaking out up in here. Come on now. Always say amen for what you want. You could have got in revival in a whole nother level just by saying amen to that. I'm going to give you another chance. Revival is breaking out up in here. Well, praise God forever. Amen. So we thank God for Dr. Michael Jacobs and Pastor Diana Jacobs. It just means so much to have somebody uh, follow the plan of God and uh, all the way to the office of the prophet. You just, you know, uh, we've been together for 35 years now and and I've been watching him for a long time and there's nobody that feeds my mantle like he does. The message I'm going to give to you this morning came out of just the word and spirit conference we just had. I touched on it last night when we laid hands on people you're going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. But I just want you to thank God for the gifts in your house right now Amen. that he's given to perfect you and to help you finish what he's assigned you to do. Amen. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you got your Bible, turn over here to first Corinthians chapter 12. We were at the word and spirit conference in, and, and, um, you know, when I hear Dr. Jacob says, you know, Dr. Dufresne feeds his mantle more than any minister that, that God has out there. It's just because in this life, there's places divinely for you to be. God just doesn't want you everywhere. And, and I'm listening to him say that, and, and now I, I have more revelation and understanding of that because that's the way it is with me and him, and it's always been that way. He feeds my mantle more than anybody that's on this planet. And I believe as you move farther, farther in the plan of God for your life, God gets more refined with your life. Yes, Amen. You, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't be a scatter load because he has a definite assignment that he wants you to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why the Bible said he that compared themselves among themselves is not wise. I'm not trying to be like somebody else. Uh, I'm, I'm allowing the spirit to take me where he wants me. Right. Amen. And that's what he's always taught me. But when he was ministering uh, this verse of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and he was teaching on miracles in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and, and verse 1 and 2, and we can read that. Uh, I, this just went all over me, what I'm about to share with you, because this is a message that the church needs to receive and I just left Dr. Hatterball and, and Pastor Angie in Texas, and I ministered there and been ministered in, in our church. And it's so important that we understand the power of the Holy Spirit in in revival and in our lives. And uh, you should be there now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, Now concerning uh, spiritual brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Uh, You know that when you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. And when he read that, it just went all over me. And um, I started thinking about this uh, statement that I'm going to say to you. So I had to call Dr. Jacobs up. I said, this is what I want to preach uh, about these verses of Scripture. And I want to make sure I'm on good ground uh, before I say this. Because I want to, and he's taught me how to rightly divide the word, and and I said, this is what I'm thinking, and he says, no, you're right on it. Matter of fact, he gave me some scriptures to, uh, to validate that, and so I want to share that with you this morning. You know, I'm is not we're not trying to give you no wild eyed revelation today. <laughs> some some we he said, thank you, praise God. <laughs> but anyway, and then we'll get in the word and we'll show you some scriptures uh that 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 I've studied to help you understand this. And it's going to help you walk in the spirit in a whole nother dimension. Amen. And and I said this to him. I said, at all times, at all times, there's never a time that this condition does not exist. And 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 um we have to understand there's never time that our lives are not impacted by the supernatural realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's never a time never. that is just that person. Come on. Right. That th- it is just that person acting in their own mindset or personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All behavior mm-hmm. is impacted. By the supernatural realm. Whether it's the realm of the kingdom of heaven. Or it's the realm of the kingdom of darkness. At all times. And those realms. And especially the kingdom of darkness. Does not care if you're saved or unsaved. Amen. And this is why God gave us the spirit of discernment. And I don't have time to go to Colossians 1.16. And Dr. Jacobs read that scripture. He talked about the visible and the invisible. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The best weapon in today's warfare is stealth. The weapon you can't see. That's what real militaries are doing now. Advanced militaries are are creating weaponry that the enemy can't see. And so you are, you lost before the battle started. I, I had to, you know, I was working, I worked years in and around the military, and I happened to be at one of the military installations that I was working. And, and when Desert Storm started, really in, in the 90s, in the war with the United States and the war with Iraq, the United States had developed new weaponry that you couldn't see. And no army really had it. And so when the battle started, the helicopters at the installation where I worked at, they were used to go in and take out the radar from Iraq on the first night. You know, at the first night, Paul said, I don't want to be like uh, someone that beat of the air. That, that, I, that I, I got motion and activity, but I'm not making progress because I have really been disabled. And so when you watch the war that night on television and all of those, you know, all of those bullets were going out I Iraq, they were beaten there. They weren't hitting anything because the radar was taken out first. So in less than a week, the whole thing was over, but it really ended before it got started because of the stealth ability. Amen. You're supposed to win every battle that you get into because God gave you stealth ability. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You, if you use it, you got stealth ability. If you use it. Amen. Because the Bible said we walk by faith and not by sight. Because faith gives me the stealth ability to know what's going to happen before it happens. Amen. He said, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost, and he's going to show you things to come before they get there. So no election should depress you. You should have been seeing victory at the last election, the one before that, amen, because you should have known no weapon come on now, that's what it said, formed against us, can prosper because we are the church. We are the only institution in the earth where the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. I don't care what kind of hell comes, it cannot win because we are the church. We tread upon serpents and, and scorpions, amen, and nothing shall by any means harm us because of the, the weaponry we've been issued in the kingdom. Amen. amen. Praise God. We're going to act like the church. from Amen. If we hadn't been doing it, we're going to act like it today and from here on out. <laughs> we are large and we're in charge. Amen. Yes, we are because he said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you say on earth, that's what's getting ready to happen. It's not what they say, it's what you say. There have been too many generations of the first church that had all kind of bad kings, but the Bible said the church that was led and controlled by the Spirit turned it upside down. If it's out of order, then God is ready for you to turn it. You're eternal. He said, I'm not even praying for the world, but I'm praying for you to have victory over the evil that's in the world. Yeah. Amen. We're going to start acting like the church today. <laughs> this is the day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, he said right here, he says, now concerning the spiritual realm, gifts was added in. It's italicized. But I believe the chapter is not just about gifts, it's about the supernatural realm. Yeah. He said, I don't want you ignorant about the supernatural that's going on around you. You should always know, just like the Old Testament prophet did, it's more for you than ever's against you. Yeah. Amen. It's more happening for you in the supernatural than ever the natural can bring against you. Yeah, right. Amen. The servant wakes up and says, Master, we're in trouble. Yes. And Elijah, when the police force is surrounding your house, <laughs> amen, the state police, the local police is around your house. Your neighbors do not know you. They're confessing they don't. <laughs> they, t- they telling Fox and CNN. No, we don't know. We knew they were strange when they moved in. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but the servant... He was looking in the natural. But Elijah, even Old Testament man, was walking in the supernatural. And he didn't even pray for himself. He said, God, open his eyes. Amen. Praise God. You know what the church needs to do? Open your eyes. (laughs) Paul prayed that you would. He said, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you know you got the hope of glory waiting on you. You got the power that raised Jesus from the dead working in your behalf. Open their eyes so they can see that it's more form that could ever be against them. Oh, the church ought to be happy today because we got translated out of the kingdom of darkness and got put over in the kingdom of victory, amen, where you are more than a conqueror, you are triumphant, amen, because you're in the kingdom of God. We ought to be so tied into the supernatural that every day we get up, we're saying this is a day of victory. Holy Ghost, take me somewhere today to route victory for the kingdom. He said right here, he said, I don't want you ignorant about the supernatural realm. Mm -hmm. He's talking to the brethren. He said, I want you to remember when you were in the world, Uh spirits took you everywhere you went. Oh, mm -hmm. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. 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 Some of you act like you don't remember (laughs) that no more. You may have thought you were going down there with the boys, the girls, or the club, or wherever. Or wherever yeah. But no, the Bible says you were captivated and carried there for a manifestation of darkness. Come on. Yes. That all spirits carry you somewhere for a purpose. Yeah. He said, even, he said, now, if you're going to be led by the Spirit, if you're going to understand how to walk, operate in the supernatural, don't forget how you lived in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That every place you went, everything you did and the thoughts you had were influenced from the realm of darkness. Yeah. That's what he said. He said, I don't want you to forget when you were Gentiles, when you were out God, then you were not saved, you were not born again. And you know, some of you act like you don't remember. Uh, <laughs> right. I, remember. You, I do remember too. I remember, I remember what I smoked. Yep. You got to be trained to do that. Yep. I remember what I drank. Mm-hmm. You got to be trained to do that. You got to get around a group of people You don't know how to do it yourself. You got to get around a group of people and be led to that group. You got to be influenced by the spirits that's working in that group to lead you to a work that you shouldn't have been involved in. He said, Keith, I want you to understand that all humanity at all times are affected by some spirit." He, did. he said, I want you to know that all the time. All the time they're working to take you somewhere. All the time. This word carried means, it means to take to a destination. It means like almost like a, a person you see in, uh, in cuffs being carried wherever the officers want to take them. That they have been captured. And a lot of people say, well, I'm my own man. No. How you gonna be your own something? It took too many. It look, took. It took at least two people to get you here. Amen. Yeah, yeah. hey how you gonna be your own something? The Bible said, "In Him we live and move and have our being." God has given you by His grace. That's even why you're moving. It's no such thing as I'm my I'm own man and I pull myself up. That's the spirit of pride. I got all this by myself. It's the spirit of arrogance. Yes, thank you. There's all kind of spirits out there. Spirit of whoredom, the spirit of error, the spirit of witchcraft. There's all kinds of spirits out there trying to influence humanity for a manifestation. And then when you watch the news in 6 and 10, that's when you send the manifestations. And some people say, it's so bad out there, I don't even want to bring no children up in the world. It's so bad out there. Who told you to bring them up in the world? That's two different places. I'm not trying to bring nothing up into the world. And whatever I want to bring into into existence, I'm bringing it up in the kingdom. Amen. The Bible tells parents, and God told me this. He said, evil communications corrupt good manners. Even though you teach your children right, if you let them fellowship with darkness, it'll mess up the good manners you taught them. You don't let them pick their friends. You pick it for them. Because they can be influenced by a spirit to go in the wrong direction because peer pressure is the number one pressure working on young people. They'll let that vehicle of pressure carry them somewhere where they don't belong to do something in order just to fit into a group even after you taught them right. Because they don't know that it's a spirit working on them. And if you are not a person that's walking in the spirit, then the enemy will be stealth to you. But Jesus recreated your spirit, amen, amen, made you a king and a priest, gave you the spirit of discernment where you are not carried away anymore. You know how to say, oh, no. Any person that speaks against authority in the local church got something on them. Because you don't know what it's like to do this job. And then to pick the phone up and go calling somebody else like you know something. This darkness working. So many people have been used in the church that didn't realize, and the Bible said, Paul said they gone shipwreck mm-hmm. because they didn't know the spirit behind the influence that they were speaking and that they were behaving to. All behavior at all times is always influenced by some realm of the spirit, saved or unsaved. Because all of them are trying to carry you somewhere to do a work for a manifestation. And if enough manifestations of darkness are working, and then people look at it on television, they just say, "Man, this thing's a, this thing's gone down the tubes." No, it's not. Right. All God is need. God proved it. All I need is one person. That's all I need. See, when Jesus showed up, He was the only one not influenced by darkness. The Bible said when, when, he, when he got baptized in Jordan, immediately the spirit took him somewhere. Yeah. So you got two spirits trying to take you somewhere. Amen! Praise God! That's what you ought to rejoice about. The Holy Ghost has got uh, great—he's got great desire and great passion to take you somewhere and to transform you and to take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory and make you into something you could never be yourself, causing behavior and works, miracles and signs and wonders. That's why he said, "I'm gonna pour out my Spirit on all flesh." devil you think you have shown out but wait till i pour the holy ghost on the thing you thought you were gonna keep crazy the thing you thought you were gonna keep depressed the thing you thought you was gonna keep suicidal i'm about to turn it around i'm about to pour out my spirit on all flesh where you saw darkness you're going to see miracles coming through where you saw ashes you're going to see beauty where you saw mourning, you're going to see the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness oh i'm going to pour out my spirit hey, amen i just got to make a decision that i'm going to be influenced by god one of the greatest compliments Pastor Downer gave me, she said, anytime something happens, he'll think. That's what she said about me. I'll stop, I'll think. Who said that? You don't take all that. Who said that? I got to know who said it. <laughs> Amen. Don't act like you don't hear things when ain't nobody else is around. <laughs> people say, people say you go going crazy because you're hearing things. No. There's voices out there. The Bible said in this world there are many voices. And none of them are without significance. All of them, my son told me he was a... Uh, uh, the Waffle House. When he was a police officer in Metro Davidson County, Nashville, Caleb did it for seven, eight years, and and he resigned. But before he resigned, he was in he was in drug drug enforcement in the department he was in. And when we had the shooter that went into the Waffle House and shot it shot as many people as he could kill with his assault rifle. So they just had a whole dragnet around the city of Nashville and they were trying to find this guy because he ran. And he hid in the, in the woods. And every now and then he would come out to try to get resources and, and, and try to sustain himself. But Caleb and a few other officers were, happened to be posted right where he was coming out at. And they saw him come out and they got it. He said, Dad, when we set him in the car, he said there was nothing there. There was nothing there. And see, this is where the church gets in trouble. Because the Bible said we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Not us. We don't start with the natural side first. We're not supposed to, but the church does. So most people want to look at him and they want to look at where they think he came from, and then they look at who he shot, and then they begin to summarize based on the natural. The spirit of murder is just the spirit of murder. It don't care who your mama was, who your daddy was, what color your skin is, it could care less. Mm-hmm. Now how do we know that? Because Genesis chapter 4, God comes to Cain and says, the enemy's at your door. He ain't got number one brother, it's just really small family. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like if somebody's missing, ain't nobody going to ask no questions. Somebody ain't there for dinner. It's going to be noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. And because the enemy, he didn't even do it because he thought it was a good idea. God came to him and said, sin is at the door of your heart. And if you don't do something about it, it's going to carry you somewhere. It's going to take you on a journey. And you're going to end up doing something that you wish you had to done. Because spirits, not they don't stay with you once the work is over. No, no, they don't want you to stay with you when the work is over. They like for you to do, your, do the thing they want you to do. And then they get off you and say, well, look at what you've done. When Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, they didn't go hang themselves with him. They stood off of him and said, look what you did. You old dirty, dirty. That's Rotten thing, you. Now, your life is not worth living. Exactly. And they make it like it's you thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You thinking it's just you. It's not, yeah, yeah. it's darkness working. That's right. yeah. The Gadarene demoniac, Bible talks about him. They were trying to get him to commit suicide, and this is what this thing cutter comes from. And listen, all them spirits you read about in the Bible, they just didn't end when the chapter ended. Oh. Oh. This ain't Bugs Bunny. The end. No, they no. they still there. But the good thing about it, <laughs> Amen. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and the host of angels, Amen. Because you know, Doctor Jacob, he said that when you get up in the morning, you look like the Secret Service getting up. Yes, you do. If you could see in the, you could see the angels that encamped about your house all night long, Amen. If you'd have put confidence in them, <laughs> the devil wouldn't have sent no, can't send nobody around there. He can't, he can't get enough courage up, send nobody around there. The Bible said he trembles and he flees. He's hoping we won't activate. But you activating today, baby. Oh, yes, you are. Praise God. You're going to be saying, who was that? (laughs) That's what you're going to be saying now. (laughs) It ain't enough money to pay that bill. Who said that? We got more than enough. Amen. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And all that Jesus has is mine. And I get daily this day. Give me this day my daily bread. I get a supply every day. Have you ever had him wake up in the night and tell you something? Some of y'all don't want to let me know he told you something. So you're just looking straight ahead. It's okay. He's out to affect your life. And you got to decide, I'm going to discern every thought. What 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says you're going to have to take every thought. You're going to have to know where every thought came from. We are supposed to know the origination of everything. Don't nobody like you. Listen, look at me at a church. They weren't speaking to you before the mask. <laughs> I didn't tell you, you're so ugly. <laughs> They'll have you telling yourself you're ugly. You'll be introducing yourself to people. Good name, my name is so and so. I know I'm ugly. I know I'm tore up. <laughs> they, they have to tear your self-esteem down. That's why the Bible said you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means you got to take every thought that didn't come from heaven. You got to go home and do an inventory today. You're not going to be able to talk to nobody the way you talk to at home after today. You got to ask yourself, did Jesus does the Spirit of God give me that? Amen. Give me that dissertation? Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Pastor Cynthia hardly even talk to me now at home now. After I start preaching, I'm just messing with her. She gonna preach tonight, she'll get me. She'll probably get me back. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta evaluate how you talk to people. Who gave you that run? All of it. The thing with Jesus said, he said, I don't say nothing unless it comes from the Father. Amen. My whole conversation comes from heaven. And the church has got to get to the place it's not going to be used. Now, here's the objective of darkness. Here's the ultimate objective. The <clears throat> here's the ultimate objective. Go over here to... Uh, Galatians chapter 5. The ultimate objective is that you can't function in your inheritance. It's to get you so carnal, so fleshly, that you can't function in your inheritance. He's after the inheritance. That's what he's after. He's after, he doesn't care if the church exists. I just don't want you to have your inheritance. I just don't want you to have your stuff. I don't care if you come in here and sing. Care less about that. I just don't want you carried by the Spirit who is the earnest of your inheritance. I want you grieving Him and I want you quenching Him and I want you shutting down the supernatural ability which is your inheritance so that I can make you natural why are you going to church? And then you'll be ineffective in any region. You, without our inheritance, we're ineffective. Yeah. And what is our inheritance? It's the blessing of Abraham mm-hmm. and the promise of the Spirit. And the Bible's going to say, if you yield to these kinds of influences that come from darkness, then you have no inheritance. See, to get in strife over the election for the church to do it, it's okay for them to get out there and moan and cry or jump and shout. They are moved by the natural. we supposed to be carried by the supernatural. We was in charge no matter who got in. Because he said the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And when you pray, I will direct it wherever you will. And this gospel has to be preached in all the world, and then the end shall come. And you go into all the world and preach the gospel. So you control the beginning, the middle, and the end. Don't ask God to do it. I give. Behold, I give you power. You go do your thing. But you can't do your thing without your inheritance. And then it's a part of the church where he takes it back around to, I ain't got time to go to Joshua, around 722, that the children of Israel were comfortable functioning without their inheritance. That the believer can just be happy with going to heaven. But they don't want their inheritance to fulfill their assignment in the earth. See, that's demonic, to be passive about your assignment, to procrastinate. You don't take all that. You mean, you don't have to be there all the time. Oh, really? Says who? Who, talk, who said that? My Bible says don't forsake. I never missed. And I don't even, and he didn't even give me a badge for not missing. I'm going to get a crown in heaven. I I never missed. No badges. Because I knew something was going to happen to help me go to the next level where I wanted to go. And if now I know he feeds me more than any man on the planet, I know why he says that now. He says, I'm not giving you many fathers. I'm not giving you a whole bunch of people that are going to impart to you a certain way to fulfill your destiny. You're going to have to get in the spirit and recognize who they are, and you're going to have to treasure it as a gift from heaven, and you're going to have to make sure you don't let no spirit of offense get on you to separate you. Well, you said it happens all the time. I'm not letting something like it get on me to move me from my place. The other message I got when I was here, when he said, make a little cake for me first. And I realized you got to manage the ministry of first. If you don't manage priorities, you ain't going to finish. I ain't preaching on that. No. Look over here in Galatians. It says right here. Verse 16, Galatians 5 16. This is how I say walk in the spirit, get in the supernatural, don't be ignorant of it, and you shall not fulfill the lust of flesh. Not. Because you can't have two spiritual influences at the same time. You cannot be under the influence of the world and the influence of the Holy Ghost at the same time. And God said, I purchase your body and your spirits. It's my possession. Both realms want to possess because until you, when you get in possession, you can get a real work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we talked talking last night, he did about abandonment to the spirit. The reason why Philip got translated, I mean, the spirit was able to pick up, pick him up spirit, soul, body and move him to another location because I refuse to be moved by anything else. And we're going to have to get to a place where we got a church that refused to be moved. So at every gathering, the enemy knows where he's got influence because he comes to church too. Yeah, he does. You've been around here long enough, you know he does. I'm trying to get you out of your place because God don't have plan B's he's got the plan and you have to follow it it is your job to discern what spirits are moving you and carrying you and you never let something in darkness move you and the spirit of offense is a big one that affects the church Look what he says right here. If you 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 can't have you can't function in two kingdoms, you can't have both spirits obeying both of them at the same time. You can only do one work at a time. You can only have one thought at a time. So you gotta choose who you're gonna serve. Reason why, reason why Jesus goes out into the wilderness, because the spirit carrying him out there. We're introducing you to Jesus. Here's a man you will not be able to move. Here's a man you will not be able to influence. You test him in the flesh; he's not going to be. He's not doing the bread thing with you. He's not doing the pride thing with you, and you can't buy him. Here is a man you cannot control, and he's going to whoop you from pillar to post. (laughs) Amen. And God's plan is to conform the entire church to the image of his son. So when the manifestation of the will of God comes into being, the devil ain't got a chance. He ain't got a chance in New Albany. Some of y'all probably run over to Jeff Whoop some demons over there before it's all said and done. Amen, because this thing is contagious. It'll take you places. That's so why I say it took Philip to a place. Let me read this. He says right here, he said, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one to another. You cannot do the things you would. The enemy is trying to hinder you or hinder me in the assignment on my life. So I have to evaluate who's talking to me, what's trying to influence me. But if you are led, you want to circle that, of the Spirit, you're not under the law. My job is to be carried by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 8 says this, only, one translation said, Romans 8, 14, only except, no exceptions, the sons of God, are those that are led by the Spirit or carried by the Spirit. So the sons are not people that say they're Pentecostal. The sons are not people that say they're Baptist. The sons are not de- defined by denomination. The sons of God are defined by what Spirit leads you. That's what the sons are defined by. And then he said, if your sons then the Spirit is going to convince you that you are a son of God on the same level that Jesus is. There will be no distinction in your sonship, not when the Spirit convinces you that. That means your requests are going to be on the levels of His. Your confidence is going to be on the level of His. Then He's going to convince you that everything God has is yours, an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, that when the Spirit carries you and begins to function in you, he brings full sonship revelation, full inheritance revelation. So Paul, Paul began to explain his, I ain't got time for this, the scriptures I'm calling them out over in Acts chapter 26. He said, my job to the church is to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God, to let them receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance. The end state is you get your stuff so you become effective wherever you are. If it takes money, then you got the money. If it takes power, then you got the power. You become what God promised to Abraham. You become a blessing to all nations of the earth. The church is the blesser, and that's the way God created it. It's not a natural government. Jesus said, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of my Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. God is trying to take this thing over, but he needs a church that will be led by the Spirit. All right, let me read this, then I'm done. He said right here, he says, now the works of the flesh are manifested. These works are inspired by darkness. Amen. People don't read them every day at church. No. I don't know why they don't read them. But they involvement in them can disqualify you. You talked about a appellas approved in the anointing. You got to be approved in. And the improvement is what spirit is leading you at any time are you in control of it because these can show up. And then people wonder, even among the body of Christ or what we would call the top name. The devil don't care what kind of, if you're the top name in the, men's, in, in the body of Christ, he could care less. He said, Adultery. You know what that is. You, anyway, fornication. I tell people in our church, keep your clothes on up in here. Keep your clothes on. I say, Matthew said, keep your clothes on. Mark said, keep your clothes on. Luke said, keep your clothes on. John said, keep your clothes on. Acts said, keep your clothes on. Romans said, keep your clothes on. Galatians, keep your clothes on. Ephesians, keep your clothes on. Philippians said, you better keep your clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Colossians, Philemon, Thessalonians, time. All of them keep your clothes on. We get the book of Revelation Because you didn't keep your clothes on? Now Jesus is coming. (laughs) He got a big old woolly afro, big band around his chest, feet feet shine like new brass in the fire, and eyes fine and shining like the new sun. He jumps in there. I ain't playing with you. You better put your clothes on. They disqualify us. Then he goes on down here. Some of y'all have passed the test so far. You're feeling pretty good, ain't you? I'm doing all right. Well, we ain't done with the list yet. (laughs) Uncleanliness, lasciviousness, too much. Idolatry. Put stuff before God. Witchcraft. And that's what Dr. Jacob said is where we get to where drugs, drugs involved in that word. And I I saw in, in in the elections that five states approved marijuana. I just want to inform you the kingdom has not approved marijuana. The government of Jesus Christ that is on his shoulders has not approved marijuana. We are not allowed to do that right now. Amen. Some of y'all are doing real good. You're shouting hallelujah. You're still smiling. Hatred. <laughs> oh really see I was preaching on this and you don't have time to go there because uh, uh, it's in Luke nine fifty five. the disciples were were and, and Jesus were going to go through Samaria, but the Samaritans rejected them and wouldn't let them go through so I think it was Peter James and John or whoever sons of thunder said so let's call down fire let's just burn them <laughs> they've been reading in the Old Testament you know yeah. <laughs> you know jesus came to give his life for the world it, 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 it didn't sink in yet it hadn't sink in they seen him go in whole towns and cities and minister to people but they had but those were jews samaritans were half-breed considered a different race Because they were different. Because there's other people that oppose Jesus. They didn't say Jesus burn them up. They didn't say that. But when it came to the Samaritans, who do they think they are? Burn them, Jesus. Gonna stand here and watch a roast in the day. Now, they done walked on water. They done cast out devils. They done laid hands on the sick. They done watch bread multiply. Yeah. No. Amen. And they walking with Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. Burn them. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus said, you don't know what spirit. spirit. You didn't say that because you wanted to say it. You said it because the Spirit has been influencing you your whole life not to like those people. And so you you see no value in their life being lost. And he says you're going to have to measure all influences that come on your life because some of them seem natural they are naturally a part of the kingdom of darkness. That's what he told them. It was a spirit that did that. Then he says right here, variance, differences, emulations, wrath, strife. What about that? You see what this is supposed to do with us? This is designed to disinherit us. That's all it's designed to do. We cannot get involved in it. We don't care who's involved in it. Mm -hmm. We do our civic duty. I told our church, you don't need me to tell you who to vote for. You should have been carried by the Spirit. Because if I gotta do that, now, what else am I going to have to do? Now, what other job in the spirit am I going to have to cover for you? Yeah. Excellent. So then he says right here, he says, sedition and heresies and envyings. Boy, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. The Romans said, the reason why Jesus was crucified was because the religious leaders of his day envied him. That's what they saw. That Satan used envy to get the crowd to shout, crucify him. Because if the spirit of envy gets on you, you want people to fail. And it can even happen in the church. Yes. Oh my yes. Gosh, yes. Well, I don't want that group to do well because mm-hmm. they're doing better than my group and yeah. making my group look bad. Mm-hmm. It'll disinherit you. Mm-hmm. Then he said this. He said, um, "Murders." He's talked about that drunkenness, reveling, such like as which I tell you before, and I've told you in time, they which do such things shall not inherit. The kingdom, the Mm -hmm. uh, dominion. See, we talk about dominion now. Your authority. See, when I tell something to go, I want it to go. I want to be proficient with my keys. When I say something come, I want it to come. Mm -hmm. When I say something I want it to go, go. So the church is going to have to monitor itself. And then he tells us this right here. Let me go down here. But the fruit of the Spirit, the man of love and joy and peace and long-suffering gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance, against us there is no law. He said when you begin to live this way, that's when your inheritance and your dominion begin to kick in. And therefore, I will not be influenced by any spirit. I don't have the scripture. I got it written down. Here it is. Here you can just write it down. It's over in in Matthew chapter 21, verse 38. They say, come let us kill the heir. Come let us kill the heir. We're not just trying to kill him. We kind of kill him so his inheritance can be ours. There's land out there that belong to the church. There's finances out there that belong to the church. There are things out there that are part of our inheritance that physically and spiritually that are ours, and the enemy knows it. And any believer that is not carried by the Spirit cannot even go to their stuff. God is about ready to take you as you As you surrender and abandon your life to the Spirit and be carried, He's gonna be taking you into business deals that you ain't never, and taking you into businesses because He's gonna take you places for a manifestation, amen, of the kingdom of God so that we can get our jobs done. When you get moved under the Spirit of God, that's how He says the place of blessing, you can't get there unless I take you. The people you need to meet and the people you need to encounter so that God can fulfill the destiny and the plans and purposes all have to be carried. The sons have to be carried there. Your next promotion, you got to be carried there. Your next expansion, you got to be carried there. Your next growth, you got to be carried there. And when you are carried there, he says you're going to go from glory to to glory. I'm going to expand you because your life now has been moved by the Spirit. Heaven's got his hand on it. Lift your hands to heaven in here. Hallelujah. Thank you, you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the Most High God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Thank Thank you, Lord. Father, we we received your word this morning. Yes, yes. We this is the word you give me. The church needs to discern better yes. the influences at all times. Yes. So we're not disqualified by our own choices. are any influence in our life, we ask for forgiveness for it wash us in the blood of Jesus where we have we thought it was just natural conversation we thought it was just conversation of men but there are no conversations of men all conversation is of the spirit realm where I've touched into things I shouldn't have touched into we ask for forgiveness we we, we receive forgiveness We're here as the church to fulfill what you've assigned us to do. and We ask you to wash us in the blood of Jesus and cleanse us. Thank you, Lord. Where I've allowed thoughts in, I've allowed thoughts in that I should have cast down. Set a guard in my mind now. I will not go there. I would just not go there in my mind. We receive the anointing of discernment. We receive the anointing of discernment that we cast down imaginations, thoughts of lack, and thoughts of running out, and thoughts of failing, yeah. thoughts of not succeeding, thoughts of not finishing. We worship you as the author and the finisher of our faith. And we have the spirit of faith to finish in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the Most High God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.